there, I'm Leslie Goodburn. You're listening to the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcast. In the podcast, we look at pancreatic cancer across its impacts, outcomes, and future treatment and support. We'll hear from patients, loved ones about the reality of the diagnosis. We'll hear from surgeons, oncologists, and nurses about the work they do to support people who are affected. We'll hear about the wonderful work done by researchers to find a breakthrough in understanding and treatments for the future. We hope that as a result of the podcast, you'll learn more about the signs and symptoms, about how this diagnosis affects the family, about the hope for the future. Thank you for listening. Charlotte and I look forward to you joining us on our journey through pancreatic cancer throughout the 30 days of November with contributors from across the world. The Purple Rainbow podcasts are produced as part of Seth's legacy in memory of my wonderful, kind, curious, funny husband, Seth Goodburn. Well, it's November the 1st, and that can only mean one thing. Myself, Charlotte Foster, and Leslie Goodburn are back with another series of Purple Rainbow. And to start with, as has become a bit of a tradition, I've been catching up with Leslie to find out what she's been up to since last November. Yeah, it's great to be back. Great to be doing the podcast again. I suppose much of my year in terms of pancreatic cancer has been sort of working with various researchers around research projects, um, doing quite a, a lot of work with Pancreatic Cancer UK, supporting their carers' coppers, so doing some peer support with people who are looking after loved ones with pancreatic cancer and just being there to listen to some of the challenges that they're having, having to overcome um, and just sharing some experiences that I myself had and... Um, another lady, Kath, who has also been supporting them. So it's been a busy year um, working with the National Cancer Research Institute, um, working with some European organisations around quality of life measures for pancreatic cancer patients, um, working with some PhD students. Um, I spent much of May in Cambridge at a pancreatic cancer symposium talking to lots of people who seem to have a brain as big as the universe um, who were doing fabulous things with genomes and CAR T cells and all kinds of microbiomes and and things but it it's felt like this year um, between sort of last November and now it just feels like we're at the point where there is some hope in the research, there is the possibility of a biomarker, something in urine, something in blood, something around the vaccine, something in, in immunolo- immunology, I can't even say it, um, that that will really open up the, the breakthrough that we need in the disease. So it feels, it's felt um, really encouraging and it feels like we're on the brink of something, but I don't know what the something is. It's funny you said that. I, as you were, just before you said anything about that, I wrote down hope. Hope feels like the word, especially for this this series of podcasts as well, um, because it feels like when I've been speaking to people, 
yes, there's that frustration that we're at the point where we're still knocking on the door and banging on lots of doors and having to be in that place. But actually, little by little, it feels like we are just clinking away, chipping away. And it feels like that next chip might be the one that starts the the avalanche, maybe. But, you know, that's how, that's how it certainly feels. Yeah, and um, in May as well, I went to a... Um conference over in Vienna with one of the organizations that works across Europe um, and there I kind of met one of the people who's on the podcast Katia who and it was really really poignant for me because Katia was diagnosed almost the same month in the same year as Seth was eight years ago and Seth died in 33 days but Katia was still here and having her own challenges with the disease, but she'd been recently skiing with her son and she talked a lot about, was it the disease? Was it her attitude to the disease? Because she really hadn't expected to still be around eight years' time. So um, that, that really made me think about, I've always kind of said that Seth probably wouldn't have wanted chemotherapy, wouldn't have wanted treatment. He didn't have a choice as it was. But it really challenged me thinking around, am I just saying that because of what happened to Seth in the 33 days and what I wouldn't give to kind of be in that situation? So it really crystallised for me the hope that people have and the uniqueness of the disease and the need to be able to tailor the treatments based on everybody's individual version of the disease. So that, that was inspiring reassuring but a little bit sad too because it made me really reflect on Seth's and my experience. I think again that's something that we explore throughout the series as well that kind that 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 hope that reflection as it's the two things it's that we're, we're we're pushing forwards but actually why are we why are we in this place where so many people have lost their lives where the detection is still so poor where if you get told you've got pancreatic cancer, most people have the experience you and Seth had. Very few people have the experience uh, Katya had. Katya had, and how do we get to more people being like Katya and living eight years down the line? Yes, with challenges, but being around still for her son, and that was the thing that she was. That was the thing I got from her from the most was that it was like the will of being around for her son and her son making sure that she has memory he has memories of her um so it's one of those and speaking so I've spoken to a lot of researchers throughout this series and I'm really hopeful like you said I am really hopeful because there's lots of stuff going on that I don't understand a single thing about and nor do I need to because I'm not the one being paid to do the research I don't need to understand it what I'm what but they do when you listen to the episodes, they talk to me in the way that I can be t- understand it. So I promise you, you can listen to these episodes and know what's going on. But I don't understand what they're doing, if that makes sense, you know. So, but like you say, brains the size of the universe, and I think that's really interesting. To, just to know what is, I find that reassuring to know that people are working late into the night, early in the morning, all hours of the day to get to to work on this. It's not. 
it's not game over yet, is it, by any stretch? No, no. And I think, you know, some of the people I know that you've spoken to have been doing PhD research, um, you know, early early career researchers who are dedicated to, to working with this disease because in a strange way they find it fa- a fascinating disease in, in some of its challenges. Um, but it's also reassuring. I know you've t- talked to Pilar um, and she was a PhD student researcher, but now she's sort of moving on to the next level. So the whole vicious cycle that there seems to have been in the past around not having funding, not attracting the young researchers, it feels like some of that is beginning to turn around. And, you know, Pancreatic Cancer UK fund research, there's research from uh, Cancer Research UK, uh, Pancreatic Cancer Research, um, all the different charities that are involved. And maybe maybe we are getting closer to breaking some of that vicious circle of not enough investment, not enough young researchers, not enough longevity in the research. So that also feels quite hopeful to me. And... I've also enjoyed, we've um, been speaking to a lot of nurses as well, um, and the specialist nurses as well, the ones that Mel, who I spoke to, said she's a professional mitherer, and I thought that is exactly it. She's a Macmillan nurse, and she was like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the professional mitherer. And the support that people are getting, certainly from, from what I've been hearing, Again, it feels like now that we're coming out of or in a different phase of COVID, actually that support is coming back to being where it needs to be. People are getting the help that they need, the support they need. They've got a professional mitra on their side to look after them. And I've I've always been a big fan of nurses, but I think listening to some of the stories and some of the things that the nurses have been telling me about how they provide that opportunity in particular for patients to talk to who isn't a doctor. So doctors can be a bit, a bit scary. You sort of, Oh, you're the doctor, you're the consultant, or oh, you're very clever. I can't really, oh, I'm just going to say yes and say, agree, nod my head. Nurses are a little bit more personable because they're around more. They're not just coming, sweeping in, doing their ward rounds and going away again, or coming in, you're having a meeting. The nurses have that little bit of almost that extra time and they're there as that extra support, that chat. And when your family aren't there as well, you can. The nurses were saying to me that they, they've been, they get a lot more from 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 patients, when, especially when the families aren't there, because there is a bit you don't want to tell, you don't want your family to know you're upset or you're worried, because you want to be strong for your family. Because, and then your family don't want to get upset in front of you because they want to be strong for you. And there's this whole kind of unspoken, we have to be strong. When actually, what you probably need to do is just hold each other's hands and go. I'm a bit scared. How about you? Yeah, I'm a bit scared as well. Moment and just get it out of the way. But the nurse, the support nurses give people is second to none, really, isn't it? I just, I, it's just, it's such a special job. And it's really good that we've got a network of professional mitherers as well. So, you know, there is a network of HPB, hepatobiliary clinical nurse specialists, HPB CNSs who come together to share, and many of the people that you've talked to are from that network. Um, And that is a network of professional mitherers, so that's really encouraging too. And the thing that you said about, you know, being strong, I was on the Carers' Couple with Pancreatic Cancer UK last week. There was a lady on there who 
said she had to be strong. And then she, a little bit later on, she said, I just keep getting text messages from my friends who say, stay strong. But how do, how do I stay strong when I'm watching my husband die? And I know he can't be cured. And you can, how can you? You can't be strong when that's happening. And those messages about being strong, I don't think are are awfully useful to people. I think we do need to just admit our vulnerabilities. And I think the CNSs particularly, um, the clinical nurse specialists, can, can help broker those conversations between patients and families where both want to talk about the unmentionable often. Um, but, but actually having that conversation just makes it feel better because you just, and I know from my experience with Seth way back eight years ago, that we needed someone to open those conversations up for us. So lots coming up then throughout the month with the, with the podcast. How can people get in touch, Leslie? www.purplerainbow.co.uk We'll be doing lots of things on Twitter too, um, on the Facebook pages that we've got around the podcasts and awareness. Um, we're also, I'll also be doing, um, because predominantly my work is online now, I will be sitting in, I'm currently in the shed that's purple. Um, it is very purple, I can see it. <laughs> It's a purple rainbow, but I'll also be wearing um, various purple hats throughout the month and just popping up on calls with a big kind of purple ascot type hat on just to elicit conversations with people. Um, Gertie the dog will be wearing purple bandanas um, and we're also doing some work around the A to Z of pancreatic cancer. So sharing the 26 letters of the alphabet and giving some perspective around how those relate to pancreatic cancer. And those will be done through Facebook, Twitter, and there'll be a few sort of digital stories there as well. I'll put links to everything that people need to click on in the show notes so that people can uh, follow us and get, and you know, we do love hearing from, from people as well. Um, So, you know, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. So here's to a, successful raising awareness month wearing lots of purple and letting people know what's going on so thank you very much for joining me leslie thank you charlotte thank you so much to leslie for taking time to catch up with me today and don't forget you can hear an episode every weekday throughout november